0: Welcome to Stock Odds Odds and end podcast. We're getting ready for the final week of the first month of 2024. Good evening, Rob. How's everything? Well,
1: yeah, not too bad. Final three days, anyway, and then we got uh, two two days of the new month. Uh, so it's one of those split weeks, and um, always an interesting when you've got uh, some important economic reports on the horizon, which uh, we'll let you talk about a bit later. Let's. Uh, we have a fairly long one today, so we'll try to get through it here. Um, So, Friday's action, um, we had some economic reports at 8.30, of course, and we can see that it it launched the market up, but it it really had a battle, very choppy, um, and we kind of gave up the premium. Now, right up here, we did pop to a a brand new all-time high again, but it couldn't hold, and then we closed uh, a bit lower um, than that high, of course. It wasn't a massive range day but it, it was certainly expanded to the upside slightly but the nature of these economic reports really were um more of a sort of a goldilocks uh, emphasis which is the consumer spending is still very robust and yet inflation is moving down as we've been wanting or expecting or means the feds doing their job etc so um, those things seem to be a little bit at odds with each other. Of course, you still have stronger employment, um, and uh, but it did. You know, there was some uh, housing data and things like that that kind of said that there's more activity that way now. Um, but it seems like it could have been the kind of report that really continued to move the market, and yet somebody uh, was selling into it. The VIX started to rise uh, here as we came down. We had some high signal. We went through the previous close. Um, any type of previous close crossovers are really important to watch for, and it can happen subsequently during the day, besides just the first one. Also, look for tagging the previous close and bouncing or reflecting off of it. Um, where are we on the daily? Um, you can see that since our last podcast, we did uh, move higher. Um, Monday was uh, very. You know very our Friday was very strong sorry Friday was uh, the one that kind of launched us up and kind of took out these other two highs here and then uh, we built on this week Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday we did sort of build not as aggressively of course as that Friday activity that was tremendously high signal and and a slope upward pretty much for the whole day uh whereas these were sort of back and forth with some some battles there was some reversals and stuff intraday like Wednesday for example pulled all the way back from a high so uh, there was some selling pressure that was seen um, willingness to sell those highs and also there was a bit of change as we'll see here in uh, the leading of the guard look at the queues Wednesday's reversal Thursday and Friday you can see that they they rolled over um still uh, of course you know elevated but um pulling back on those three days whereas the dow um we you know we did really well and so this is what we're seeing more of this sort of broader market kind of spreading out investors still wanting to deploy capital into the markets but not necessarily chasing only the mag 7 and you know especially you know tesla has been uh, really getting pounded we'll take a, a closer look at that and iwm is not participating at all uh, this whole week was sideways. Now it did have a good um, launch there on Monday. Uh, so Friday it had it had a, a long, and then it had that follow through into Monday where the other markets weren't so strong. But then after that, it went kind of sideways. This is still this problem with: is there really going to be growth in these smaller caps? Are they really going to prosper in this climate after we've had such a rise in interest rates? over the last couple of years here, um, are they really going to be able to uh, to build and get the capital they need and grow and stuff? So uh, small caps still having a a big battle. And yet we're in the best six months of the year, supposedly for small caps, which is November through to April. Um, But they did have a move and and they just might be like, uh, you know, that's it because the narrative did change here which was, hey, wait a minute, maybe we got way too much ahead of ourselves in expectations of interest rates being cut, which uh, small caps love that story, but maybe we got way too ahead of ourselves and uh, that's not reality. And so small caps are sitting here on the fence, not making new highs like the other markets so here's the performances for friday and for the week energy took top spot both for friday and for the week actually had uh, good days all the way through Um, and that's one of the themes that uh, dave and i were talking about last podcast was that energy complex specifically oil was um you know a, a contrarian discount you know i mean it was if you look at it that way it was one of the things that was highly discounted nobody seemed to want it it was like most days energy was down and uh and yet we came to a point where it was looking very attractive from a contrarian perspective and it has performed as dave and i planned right dave <laughs> we yeah, we spoke in it. <laughs> well it's always fun when you're when you're right but you know we're the market's job is to prove most of most people wrong most of the time. So, you know, when when Dave and I are ever right, we just chuckle and just it's all it's all for fun. It's like you know we don't know right we don't know. But um, but it was it was a good call nonetheless. Um, technology had a bad day on Friday, but I mean it did okay for the week. Communication services, the Meta, Google stuff doing okay for the week. Financials popped up a little bit. Basic materials, kind of in the middle here. Um, consumer defensive. It was interesting. Uh, you know, on Friday we had consumer defensive and healthcare uh, did the best there, uh, and so that was lent leaned a little bit more to the defensive. But actually, our risk on list is slightly better than our risk off list, uh, even though the, the consumer defensive and healthcare were in second and third place um utilities down on the dumps real estate down on the dumps still so if we do if we do start getting some cuts maybe we'll see real estate uh, pop up okay um, so here's the performance uh, for the week and uh, yeah xle taking top spot of the sector etfs with 5.09% so higher than what you saw here uh, for the week because this is a broader market and this is just the sector spiders So actually taking top spot on the bottom of the pile, consumer discretionary down here. Uh, I wanted to point out that relative volumes tapered off on Friday, Um, even though it was a full week of trading and so on. um, You know, just because of the choppy nature, people just said, I'm not interested in trading today and it backed off. Uh, XLU was the only thing that was higher than one be mindful too um, of the differences in uh, ATRs on them if you trade ETFs Um, you know they're not all the same some have much larger ATRs just like similar to stocks right you can see the volatility here as well weekly and monthly volatility on those ETFs here's the map of the market for Friday we had lots of damage done in semiconductors i mean i don't feel bad for them in the sense that they've been so strong for so long uh but uh intel and uh plaque i think were the ones that were hurting uh this uh, se- uh semiconductor patch the most so um and then of course energy was green and the consumer defensive was mostly green and um the rest of it was you know bit of a mixed lunch which is which kind of means broad market exposure uh fairly fairly healthy to see that but uh this is uh these have been the drivers semiconductors and tech and uh, they're having a bad day on friday there for the week though um intel and texan doing the worst for the week and um nvidia strong for the week still Google Meta, as we mentioned, Amazon did okay for the week. Tesla having a horrible, horrible week again. Gilead, Humana, and even in the aerospace, you got Northern Grumman, Lockheed Martin doing poorly, along with Boeing, of course. And this is always interesting to me, is the the differences that you see between like Raytheon and Lockheed or General Dynamics and Northern Grumman and stuff. It's just so interesting when you see that... uh, they just peel off and go opposite directions. Same what you have here, American Express and PayPal, and some of these are all mixed up, but people love the uh, reports from American Express and it had a good good week as well, up 9.97%. Daily chart of Tesla, I wanted to show this because we showed it last time, uh, Tesla, and we were right here on this green bar, and then this is the next five days so i wanted to point out that stocks often anticipate uh maybe there there could be leaked information or it could be just good research you know good good intuition who knows but ahead of earnings they often do move in the direction of whether the earnings will be good or bad and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to stay that way or that if you shorted it just because it was down on on earnings day that you would be successful um there's lots that can happen but i wanted to point out that this was happening prior to the earnings announcement which of course it did gap down and now we're we went and tagged the 180 level so uh, quite a fall from 300 down to 180 um in this last six months seven months so tesla having competition issues recall issues uh Lots of other things going on there. It might not be the end of the story. It could be more to come, or it could reverse. And now you have a big gap that will be a key. So whatever range we develop, and you've got to mark the gap, the top of the, well, would be the where we started the gap. You've got to mark that. And if we start trading into the gap, there could be a gap fill. So keep that in mind. Just like you saw here, a gap, it went and it filled the gap. So like you saw here, went and eventually filled the gap. You know gap here eventually filled the gap so a lot of gaps get filled and we just formed a new one keep that in mind now opposite story for nvidia where it's not been gappy that much um and it certainly has been walking up the upper bollinger band significantly been very strong we see all the reports from how many companies are buying their specialized chips including um, meta and uh, and so there's there's a lot of demand. And um, for whatever reason you love or hate NVIDIA, just be respective of the dynamics that, that are going on. And you can't, you know, you sort of can't fight the tape. You have to wait for, you know, um, opportunity where it, it's obviously changed and sentiment is completely changed along with traction in that. You got to wait for that. And there's better battles. I mean, if you want to get involved in, you know, a good short, there are better, better battles. The volatility on this stock actually isn't that much when you consider it being as expensive as it is. It's uh, what is the historical volatility? I got to take a look here somewhere. Hold on a second. I'm going to find it out. Um, where are we here? NVIDIA. The, um, yeah, the volatility, the weekly is the same as the monthly. It's 2.86% weekly and 2.85% monthly. So the volatility on NVIDIA is not that high. So in the kind of market that we're in, when the VIX is low, and especially with volatility on individual stock is low, you have to respect direction you're not going to get the type of reversals that you're thinking. You you just have to respect the direction. And there's lots of stocks that have, if you talk about fundamentals, there's lots of stocks that have worse fundamentals. And especially on this, if the fundamentals are going to change for the better because of all the purchasing of their chips uh, pronounced by these uh, bigger publicly traded companies, then why fight, why fight it? Okay, just a uh, common sense. Dave, could you see other battles easier battles than this one on the short side would not want to short this thing no i know but you know it's everybody always talks about it it's like you know oh nvidia i'm gonna short this thing now can't wait to short it i'm gonna short it. it's gonna go down right and and you know what they constantly get
0: run over so there's no have to. it doesn't have to do anything it doesn't have to yeah. come down it doesn't have to stop it, can't you find something easier to battle
1: than this monster? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's up what for the year so far? <laughs> uh, let me pull it up in a screener. Let's just see what it's up this year so far. Um, since we're on the topic, anywho 23% year to date. Yeah, 23% year to date on top of what, 228% over the last year, the last right? Year, yeah. <laughs> something like that. So yeah, there's there's better battles. Okay, moving on, uh, here's the chart of the US dollar. So we had talked a couple of weeks back about this channel and be respective of the breakout either way, and we did break to the upside that did disrupt basic materials and energy, um, especially the, the, the metals in basic materials uh, quite a bit with this move. And then from there we went sideways but we've had some fairly large range trading days and that's been quite disruptive and especially when it goes both ways you know it it rallies and then sells off or it sells off and then rallies it can be quite disturbing in terms of the direction on you know the sectors and the types of stocks that are impacted Um, so continue to watch that along with the 10-year Ten years sideways now, um, volatility's calmed down slightly and we kind of come into a divergence in some of these moving averages. So, uh, again, respect this which way it breaks out to and utilize it to your advantage. You'll probably find that you, you're going to come to a point where it's going to have a bigger one day move again like this. And it could be Wednesday, you know, with uh, what's going on with the FOMC announcement, even though they don't do anything. It might be something they say um or other commentators if we have any other Fed speak this week but um, we also have some other economic reports that dave will talk about that that's important but just note that we've come to kind of a bit of a convergence in the mas and um we're looking for it to break one way or the other and i don't know which way it will break here this crude that we talked about earlier you can see the move coming back up towards that 80 from in the 70s or below and um again still i would say if it can stay above this 200 day moving average right here and start to build and especially if it can get through the 80 we do have some blue sky above and uh, i wouldn't be surprised if it can uh, in the foreseeable future here can make another attempt to get up to 90 or even above okay uh there's the. huh a crude awakening accrued that? yeah, awakening. that's good that's good well here's the here's the etf itself xle the energy etf and uh you can see that this week it had every day was green um and so when we one two three four five so we had we had our a meeting right here dave uh before oh. before this started so what did we have yeah so it had just turned this one green bar and we looked at that price price discovery and rejection right there and uh, closed on a up note on that friday and then uh monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday so um <clears throat> i like it i mean it's still it's still from this even you can see on the etf there's some movement up towards uh, 85 86 still possible so energy is one of those things that Unfortunately, it's fairly volatile and it can be like what we've seen in the past, one day up, one day down. Look at like it over here. One one day down, next day up, next day down, next day up. You know, it can be very, very uh, volatile that way and and tough to figure out. But I just thought that there was an opportunity here from a contrarian perspective, something that is discounted, discarded, despised and yet, uh, you know, when you look at how the market's making new highs and everything's getting you know, really pricey that way, um, maybe this is the area to play in. Maybe there's an opportunity and that's how it played out this week. Seasonality for ETFs, January last three days. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are the last three trading days of January. This is the ETFs. Uh, any themes that we can see here, Dave?
0: Some of the risk-on, high-beta stuff is supposed to do better, like RKK and weakness in oil. You see the XOP kind of weak, so maybe after all the strength, um the seasonality will kick in there and we get some weakness. In that and that could be
1: material. that could be the pause that we see. Yeah, absolutely. Now it might not happen day one. This is for the next three days. What we should do here, Dave, mm-hmm. uh, is let's try to pick up some th- themes and we'll compare this with the last trading day and see if that's the same you know, lay or did it does it flip? Because that would mean that maybe Monday and Tuesday could be weaker after this run that we just had. And then all of a sudden on Wednesday again it could kick back in, right? So let's let's watch for that. Um so those are the ETFs. Semiconductors did have a bad Friday. Is that gonna follow through here? Could be. Mm -hmm. But I mean before before Friday they've they've had a pretty good run.
0: Yeah. And yeah, weakness in healthcare and financials is the other
1: theme there. Okay, we got some silver and gold here potentially performing. Um basic look at the utilities. I mean, if that actually happens after they've been so despised last week and the week before, if that happens, that'd be fantastic. So keep your eyes on utility. The utilities, utilities long, semiconductors potentially short. Potentially, okay? I mean, right here, positive values versus negative values, not so stark. Like, pretty close, but still, that's an edge. There's the stocks. So, think about the stocks within the groups. Well, Dave mentioned XLE and the oil. Well, there's Chevron Mm -hmm. on the same side, right? Any other oils there? PSX mm-hmm. and financials we see Schwab uh, mm-hmm. and on this same side
0: same yeah so the I Americans, mean DocuSign exact sciences now yeah now, the RK stuff now you might
1: not want to tackle say Myrna if um if healthcare was supposed to be weaker then this is a bit of a conflict but I mean it's again not the same as not the same category as uh, sort of a, a lily, which has m- much greater diversification, or Merck, but in um, anyway. Amazon,
0: has earnings this week, so you may not okay. uh, gamble with that one. Okay. All right.
1: Um, yeah, it's interesting. This again, still, still a positive skew overall. Let me go into the last trading day of January for ETF. So, so remember, this is included in the. This is included, in the three days, but we're just looking now just at only the last day. Um, now, don't let it throw you off here, too much. Do we have any? Um, I mean, we've got we've got some.
0: Yeah, but we got some leverage stuff. oil and financials. Oil yeah. and financials are the weakness, but everything else is pretty bullish.
1: True, true. But I mean, you got to, like this is a double, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got some uh, leverage ETFs in here as well. Um, so it kind of amplifies it a bit. But yeah, I mean, this is this is so the the seasonality for the last three days is modestly bullish and then you go into the very last day so January would then be one of the trading months of the year that has the last day as stronger where many of them actually have it as weaker um like most of the last days of the month are not as strong they're like we only have maybe three or four of the 12 months that are bullish for the last day and all the rest are bearish. So let's look at the stocks here. So again, leaning to bullish, and what are we seeing? We cycle back in here now on semiconductors, AMD specifically. Um, now, Myrna is still, Myrna's still on this side, so it was there in the three days, it's still here in the last day. Um, Again, some of those arc components. And on this side, Cliff, CVX is still there. Alco is still there. Yeah, so more a little bit more on the defensive side. So still, it still seems to be up till Wednesday here, it's more risk on. And commodities more. Well, like it's kind of split between obviously the metals and the oil, but they're not both on the same side. But now it's going to be interesting as we flip over to February, the first trading day. Uh, What do we see? Bullish again. So we've got uh, (laughs) Arc. You were just mentioning (laughs) components, but you know, here's the uh, Arc right top of the tier, semiconductors. So semiconductors look like they start the week softer. And then Wednesday and now Thursday, um, they're getting stronger. Okay, so just keep that in mind that that could be the roller coaster a little bit because we just we just had a weak semiconductor day on Friday after earnings that might follow through Monday and even Tuesday, and then the settlement window would be closed, of course, and then we're into bullish seasonality for the uh, last or the last day of the month,
0: Wednesday, and then the first uh, of February. Okay. So financials flipped too they were kind of weak the whole last three days and then on the first day they seem to be stronger so
1: right and we have utilities flipping a little bit although it's only a 50 percent chance of going down um, and not huge um but yeah there was some was some flipping but still seems overall the theme for the week is a little bit more risk on which is which is wild to consider like we've been poking at these new highs again and uh you know and it is a fed fed uh, week though right so if if they don't do anything well we'll let you talk about that a little bit more later but uh yeah this this is interesting okay let's go to the now with the first trading day of the month and then we go boom to the first friday what happens on the first friday here what is going on be risking before Valentine's I don't know, know what <laughs> what is going on on Friday so this is completely everything's changed everything's down regional banking is up um we've got uh oh, yeah I mean SDS is the inverse the two the, the two times the spy inverse right so that's bullish so that means yes definitely down um then what we got here stocks um so myrna's actually got it in all week although the odds dropped off tremendously for friday but mm-hmm. it hung in there um stock use so some of these some of these held on for the whole week yeah right interesting theme that might be uh, the safer place is some of these that hang on for the whole week um but then look at the change in bias, right? We've got 83%, you know, uh, bearish and only 17% bullish. Um, So then some of these risk on stuff like the discretionary and stuff flips over here for Friday. So I think there is a bit of a, a change to note, even though we have some themes still persisting that we've got definitely a risk of a real inversion. It would be interesting if we end up Thursday we end up like at a high, and then we come we gap up on Friday or even start flat or, or and start going down. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be that could be really good. So keep that in mind. All right, um, economic calendar. So
0: Dave, take it away here. Yeah, there's a couple of themes for the week. It's going to be uh, employment, how the economy is doing, and then we have an important Fed announcement on Wednesday. So Tuesday there's job openings case Schiller Home Price Index. Wednesday we have ADP Employment Report, and then the big thing is Wednesday at two p.m. Eastern, the Fed interest rate decision. Um, right now it's looking like ninety-seven percent chance of nothing happening, um, no change. The Fed um, on the Fed using, Watch tool, yeah. That's using okay. the CME Fed Watch tool, yeah. Right. So okay, I th- even though that last day is supposed to be pretty bullish, people may hold off until that announcement and then right. make their decision as to jump in. And then Thursday, there's some economic data, manufacturing data, um, U.S. productivity. And then Fridays, first Friday every month is about employment. It's U.S. non-farm payrolls, unemployment rate, hourly wages, things like that. So really the key event is going to be Wednesday, the interest rate thing. That's um, how the economy is holding up and employment. That's going to be the other theme for the week. And in terms of earnings, right. it's, it's earnings for the mega caps. So Tuesday, we've got Alphabet. So Google and microsoft on tuesday and then on thursday we have amazon and apple so so of that fantastic seven four of these giants are going to be recording this week so that could also dictate if we're going to continue grinding up on the, the indexes or if something major happens and it's game true. over <laughs> true true well yeah i mean it, it, all of this uh,
1: plays into like this this stuff is after the fed announcement. You know so it's going to be important to set the tone for next week too potentially not just for Friday and then uh, with those earnings that are upcoming um yeah it's going to it's going to be a, another interesting week and we're also split between you know the end of January and the beginning of February so um I think it's a jam-packed week I mean I've seen this kind of action in years previous where like things are are, are moving around you know which is what we want as traders so so anything else no that's it. we have those big earnings and uh that's it for so a couple items food for thought um so we could because we've had such a meltdown on chinese and hong kong hong kong stocks since their most recent peak three years ago um there's uh, some changes that are coming there for suspension of lending of restricted stocks which takes uh, effect today already. And then um, further limitations on securities lending will be introduced from 18th of March. I mean, you know, they just uh, don't like, you know, stocks getting sold, (laughs) however they're sold. Um, And then you have the uh, Evergrande liquidation and um, you have Lebanon escalation and the Red Sea escalation and, and on and on and on. It's just we're in a, a year of uh, potential unre- unrest and, um, you know, uh, trouble trouble in many parts of the world. And it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. And, of course, we always hope that things get better. But right now, that seems to be the trend. Uh, no different than what I showed you with uh, Tesla stock. It's like, you know, we're in that season that things are kind of trending and volatility remains relatively low so money managers aren't taking a lot of offsets you know to the portfolios they're managing um, because the prospects for the u.s market still are fairly robust when you consider an election year when you consider uh interest rate cuts potentially when you consider um you know the amount of um debt that's being created, which uh, does assist the GDP, but there's been a developing gap. I charted this recently. I don't have it available at the moment, but I charted the escalation of debt relative to the growth of GDP, and that margin has been widening, which means there's a lot of wasted money somewhere in the system where that debt isn't translating into a full payoff on GDP, and there could be a lot of reasons for that um so we're we're in a season of uh, you know lots of uh suddenlies and surprises i think are coming and you guys be you know be ready and and i also recommend uh largely trading hedged if you can because uh that certainly will insulate you as best you know as it can depending on what you put put how you put things together right but anyway um thanks for uh, listening to our uh, Podcast here and hope it's some help. And you guys have a good trading week. Over and out.